welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast and dancing extraordinaire, Connie. <laughs> Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connie, you're looking very happy. I'm just warming up, mate. That's all it is. Just getting the energy flowing because we've got a long old episode ahead of us today. Lots of news going on this week. Do you, should we just jump straight into it then? I, I think so. I mean, you can ask me what I've been doing, but the answer is EUIC, and we're going to cover that in the podcast anyway. Unless there's anything oh. <laughs> you've been doing this week that you particularly want to talk about. I don't think there is, actually. I've had quite a boring week, I think. Yeah, I've had a boring week. I've done nothing. There you go. Connie, there what, you go. tell us about your exciting weekend. <laughs> so, EUIC happened over the weekend. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's European International Championships for Pokemon. It was thoroughly exciting. We have myself i have been to worlds before just last year also at the london excel center which is where euic was held there was pokemon go there was pokemon united there was pokemon tcg and vgc all rolled into one and it was a similar experience to worlds but smaller which is kind of what you'd expect it to be um how do i describe my feelings towards it it was nice having it as a much smaller setting i think the lack of people and the lack of crowds was much better for my anxiety but one of the things i will say is because obviously at world you had a much bigger stage you had uh raised seating and things i think you can go back and watch some of the videos or you can check out one of the videos that i did on my video on my channel um where we did the whole breakdown of what was going on there it wasn't quite like that so you still had the everything on stage, you still had four screens, but it was a lot more cramped and everybody was sat closer together and okay. there was no raised seating or everything. Everything was just chairs on the floor. So no matter where you were sat, you were craning your neck up to see the screens. And because it was closer together, the sound system was a lot harder to get right. So before it was a case of, right, you, you want to watch Unite, you sit in front of Unite and you hear Unite. You want to mm. watch TCG, you sit in front of TCG, you hear TCG. Whereas you had Pokemon Go, uh, VGC, TCG, and Unite, and you could sit in front of TCG and all you would hear was Pokemon Go. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, okay. To be fair, a lot of it was fixed on the, cons- uh, on the subsequent days. It was a lot of first day issues. But the audiovisual team were pants pretty much all weekend. It, it was not good. Right. The, like there was some sometimes where so Ace Trainer Liam uh, mm-hmm. went up, caught up with him again. It was good times, but he had an interview because he was competing for the first time, right. and he was on stage literally ten feet in front of us, mic'd up back and forth with the with the announcer with the commentator, and I couldn't hear him. Wow. Hear a word he was saying um, wow, wow wow okay i yeah it was it was a little bit rough the actual audio visual aspects of it was a little bit rough by the time they got round to the finals you know it's a case of all four screens are the same all the audio is playing the same so it wasn't so bad on the last day but it wasn't ideal okay what was the what was like the energy levels like compared to worlds far lower I would say yeah. it was far lower. Um, I think it was a lot harder to get swept up in it. Mm. Now, that being said, there's there were some moments like 
uh, Unite finals were phenomenal to watch, and okay. TCG finals were some of the most intense I've ever seen. Okay. I, I, I'd love to like gush about TCG finals in a minute. But one thing I want to say is, before we go any further, VGC sucks to watch now. What? How come? Because Scarlet and Violet just looks garbage. Oh, right. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because, like, when you... When you're Sword watching... Shields, you're in a massive stadium. stadium yeah. With the giant yeah. Pokemon, big swinging yeah. through camera yeah. angles. And now it's a case of, oh, you're on the school battlefield. And your grandma's just, cheering you on. It's just not interesting to watch. And what made no. it worse was when we watched Worlds, there yeah. was, like, a spectator mode. So you were watching from a third camera angle. You were watching yeah. all the Pokemon doing... You were basically doing all the sweeping angles and all that kind of yeah. stuff whilst you were waiting for everything to happen. And then the moves would go off. Whereas they didn't have that. You were just watching one player's side of the story. So you're watching one player pick all of his moves, which no. kind of broke down a little bit of the anticipation. Oh, that is yeah. so disappointing. And like... And probably graphical issues that you get with Scarlet and Violet. Anyway, I have um, th- there's a couple of YouTubers I watch that do competitive um, videos, and you know when um, the the Pokemon when they're far away, the polygon count obviously drops mm-hmm. to save on resource, but you get that sometimes in double battles, just when the yeah, camera there's angle too is- much going on. Well, that's the thing. There's not too much. Go- There's too much going on for the game, but there shouldn't be. Anyway, I completely agree. Like when you compare the stadium from Sword and Shield as a is a battleground compared to Scarlet Violet, it just doesn't stack up, unfortunately. And that little things like that can have an effect on like the viewer experience, the spectator yes. aspect yes. of it. It also wasn't that interesting of a competition, unfortunately. Oh, okay. um, I mean, one of the big jokes about VGC has always been everybody just runs the same Pokemon. Yeah. It was literally true. There was five oh. Pokemon. There was Arcanine, Fluttermane, Tinglu. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now. I don't have them to hand. Uh, Amoongus and one other that I can't, I can't remember right now. But there was basically five Pokemon. If you didn't have them, you didn't win. Uh, oh, okay. The, the right. sixth was maybe an option, but what what really wound me up was, you know, people would be like, all right, everybody can bring the same Pokemon, but that doesn't mean they're actually the same Pokemon because they can all be built differently and have different moves. And no, a lot of the time they were the same Pokemon. The finalists came down and they turned around and was like, oh yeah, these two have like the exact same Fluttermane. Oh, okay. Same stats, right. same ability, same moveset. And it's right, like, well, okay. this is just not that fun is... to watch. And especially, sorry, I'll finish my thought. No, it's uh, right. Especially with VGC, because you bring six Pokemon, but you battle with four. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's best of three. Or mm-hmm. once you get to the finals, it's best of five. And the idea is that you can switch up, or I think it stayed best of three. I, I don't know why it stayed best of three. Anyway, the point is, you can usually switch up in between matches what team you're bringing yeah. to adjust and overcome your opponent's strategy and things like that. And in every single one of the finals, junior, seniors, and uh, masters, nobody changed the team. Not once. It was, it was these are the, the four same. Pokemon. This is yeah. the four Pokemon you bring. If you don't bring these four Pokemon, you lose. Oh, okay, right. It, that, so is this the first... 
competition over here that we've had since the release of Scarlet and Violet? Do you know? Um, I think it's the, it's the first one of this size. Yeah, because like, the only thing I'm thinking is like it's still the games for the game in terms of a competitive nature. So is this like... Is this almost the the first battles matches that kind of will decide the meta moving forward? Because people next time will be like, okay, they were the Pokemon. Now I need to overcome these Pokemon. And people then start to think, well, I now need to overcome the people that are going to overcome the original yeah. teams. And The difficulty the is we've just had Regulation C, which okay. came out a couple of weeks ago. So that introduced the Treasures of Ruin. So mm-hmm. Ting Lu, uh, the other ones, the Chinese named ones, um, the goldfish, the goldfish, the goldfish, and the deer with the basin on his head oh, were, yes. were were the big ones. Okay, right. Um, I think Sabretooth, uh, White Cat was there. Sabretooth, um, Wo- White Cat. Wo- Wo- <laughs> was woefully missing. Nobody, nobody brought no one. Yen. No one. Oh, so okay. that that is very much seen as the which one's that? The, that's, that's the, the slug. Forget. That's the, that's the snail. It's the, the one I always the, forget. The leaf snail. Yep. Yeah. Was missing, and there was a great joke from uh, the Pokemon Company say who put up the Wochien live Wochien reaction. It was just an empty chair. <laughs> Fair <laughs> it enough. Good, yeah. It was a good picture. <laughs> Go laugh. Um, so yeah, VGC <laughs> was a little bit lacking. Okay. Unfortunately, Pokemon Go is. A rough one to watch, I think, because you are just watching people tap, and it's yeah. Even those who are proper into it will admit that it's more about switching at the right time. Yeah, and, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and getting off and holding off your move until the exact moment, and I, that's I, very hard to get across to an audience why that's good or why yeah. a play was good. I am. Um... When, when it worlds, I did go and watch the Pokemon Go finals, and mm. while I admit they were, I did enjoy it mainly because I'd never seen it before. Mm. Out of all the ones, that's the one I'd least want to go back to, even though it's the one that intrigued me the most the first time around. Yeah. Because, like you say, there's not as much strategy. There is strategy there, and it's a different type of strategy to all the others, but it's got the least going on under the hood i kind of feel like yeah the other difficulty you've got as well is that pokemon go is such a new game competitively like at this level yeah that you haven't got a lot of stories for these competitors so which which i think is very necessary to make sports enjoyable you know people like football but the derbies are always the most important yeah because it's that long-term rivalry that people love to follow um and we saw more of that in unite and tcg so unite uh the finals came down to tally bobo believers and nouns esports now nouns esports we knew because they came second at worlds um they went they both went undefeated all the way through played each other uh tally bobo believers beat nouns esports and knocked them down into the loser bracket so it's double elimination Nouns Esport won their uh, won their losers final. Went back to fight Talibobo Believers, beat them in the first match, got the bracket reset in like the last second possible. They got the bracket reset and then went on played three, four phenomenal games back to back, 
and lost in the very last millisecond. Oh, wow. It okay. was it was a rough one to watch because I'm not going to lie, I was I was I was supporting Nouns Esports there. I I I liked what they were doing. But both teams play phenomenally and it, it was great okay. to watch. I did enjoy uh, last time Worlds. I did enjoy watching Pokémon Unite and th- these watching the finals is on my to-do list, which I'm hoping is doable because it was doable It's it's, it's all online. It's all it? there we go. Yeah, right, okay. you can find it all on YouTube's Pokemon's official channel. Oh, um, and then TCG. Oh, yeah, where do I even was that start? Your favorite then? Oh, it was. It was okay. so good. And I will say, a lot of this comes down to the commentators. Um, okay. uh, I was going to call him Cerebi Joe. Wrong Joe. Uh, Omnipoke Joe right. and uh, Wassy from PTCG Radio mm-hmm. both commentated this final match. And did a really, really good job of setting up that story that I was just talking about. Telling us like who these players are, where they come from, what this means to them, and why this match is important. So the final match came down to Tord Reklev, who I'm going to check I said his name right. Yes. Um, who has won four of the last 18 international championships wow okay so that's that's uh, that's an insane amount that's nearly yeah. that's like over 25 percent. well four of the last 19 now um great actually like every competition he enters he's a top contender he was the player to watch from the very very start of the competition they'd said that outright it's like this is the guy you want to keep an eye on he played a guard of our deck which as the competition went on people were like oh, i'm not sure about its consistency uh maybe it's not got enough power output but he played it so well that guy has made a deal with the devil somewhere along the line he has the heart of the cards you would literally be watching it and they'd be like oh it'd be really good if he had an escape rope and a boss right now and he'd just pull it that'd be the two cards that he'd pull and it's like how how is he doing this perfect hands every single time he had a perfect hand it was unbelievable um and then you had uh alex shamansky who has competed and is a top-class player, but has been second, third, fourth in everything he's ever competed in. Has never, ever won a championship. And it was set up as a case of like, we've got our Cinderella story versus the final boss of Pokemon TCG. Yeah, Yeah. wow. (laughs) And and that's how they pitched it. And I'll tell you what, like you're talking about how was the crowd feeling that? The crowd was electric on that one because they knew what was going on. They knew how important this was to both of them. Their screen presence was amazing. Tord is fantastic to watch on stream because he's so comfortable up there now. He's been there so many times that, you know, he'll just make jokes all the while he's playing. It's great to (laughs) watch. Back and forth. Both players had just as much luck and just as much bad luck. They both made unbelievable plays. And in the end, Alex came out on top and walked away with his first ever championship. Wow, wow, It was something else. Well worth watching, honestly. Is is the TCG competition, is is that best of three? Is it just Uh, So it's usually best of three. And then I think once you get to the finals, it can be best of five. However, because there is a time limit, Mm. sometimes you just play to time. Oh, okay. How's the time limit work? Is it like chess? You... So the idea is that you have uh, 
60 minutes, say. You have 60 minutes yeah. to play your three games or your yeah. best of three games. If you... That time limit will keep going and as you play. If you play one game and timer hits, that's it. Whoever won that one game wins. If you play two games, whoever's up at the end of the timer wins. If you're one apiece, then you get what's called turn zero, where you play out, I think it's like four turns. You get two nice. and your opponent gets two. And then if nobody wins at that point, it doesn't matter who's up on prizes. If nobody wins, you it's a draw. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. It's it I'm not comfortable quite in that because it's still fairly complicated exactly how it works. But yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And no Pokemon tournaments. No Pokemon. Pokemon is gone from Which is competitions, a shame, unfortunately. It's it's a really it's a really good It's game. it's a good watch. Yeah. Did yeah. you buy anything this time? I tried to be a little bit more not stingy is the wrong word, but I tried to be a little bit more uh reserved reserved let's go with yeah. that word yeah. i bought a uh new nine tails plush which uh alola nine tails i've been kind of looking for one for a little Ooh, while okay. i bought i bought these uh, sorry for our audio only audience i bought these new uh posters okay. uh, these little postcard posters they're not as nice as i expected actually i got them out of the package because the one that was on show because you buy them yeah. there there's four of them back to back the one that was on show has got like this really gorgeous sea scene, uh, nice watercolor, very hazy, and it's got a mantine on it, and it's really nice. I'm like, yeah. And then I've looked at some of the others as I've pulled them out today to put them up, and I'm like, the Pokemon don't match the art style. The Pokemon don't match the lighting. It very oh. much feels like they've got this really beautiful scene. And then, and then just, just put stock art on it. <laughs> and then just put stock art on it. And I'm no! actually super disappointed in them. And oh. that's kind of how I felt about a lot of the stuff in the Pokemon Center this year. Maybe I was spoiled by Worlds, and I will say this outright, that, you know, comparing the two is not really fair. But a lot, Agreed, of, the clo- yeah. a, a lot of the clothing I'd walk up to and be like, it just doesn't feel quality enough for the price you're asking mm, especially mm. considering that i was walking around in my world's hoodie which is one of my favorite things i own it feels amazing and you're asking the same price for something that just doesn't compare to it oh, you know i I'd, I'd find like they had really big um paldean starters they had the three paldean starters that were all like four foot tall for wow. 40 quid is Wow! Yeah, okay, it was it was, an, it was it was an amazing price on that, and then I found the uh, Hisuian Arcanine. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's only about this big, forty quid." I'm like, "What? What? what? Why? <laughs> Where do you what? get off on that? Where did they make up these price? How much were the posters, by the way, if you don't mind me asking?" Uh, it was seventeen pound for four. So, and they're only a four size, which again, if they were all proper watercolored and stuff, yeah, I'd be all yeah. right with it. But mm. I'm a little bit disappointed. It's, lie. it's 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 so so all all that in mind obviously worlds was this massive event and then this has been a little bit smaller would you go to something like this again yes yeah oh yeah hands down i'd go again because again okay. it was a tenner for a weekend oh it's a, yeah it's an absolute bargain for the t- like if you live in or near london and you don't have to worry about hotel accommodation or transport to some degree it's an absolute bargain for a, for for a weekend in terms of yeah. entertainment. 
I think the four of us traveled up. It cost each of us sixty pounds for travel mm. for all for the whole weekend. So it wasn't so bad. It's like twenty quid a day. Yeah. Um, we mostly brought our own food up with us. Um, and then, you know, you spend on side events. It's probably yeah. some of the biggest spendings. So I I know Baker brought down his own standard deck. That was his thing that he wanted to do this year. He wanted to take part in standard side events to see if he could like eventually step up and be like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna start entering competitions. How did he get on? Uh, I think he went fourteen and four over the entire okay. weekend. Wow, 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 which is which is really really good. It is yes. really good. Um, I bought myself a standard deck again because I'm weak, okay. and as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm in about it, I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. I so I bought that <laughs> mu, I bought that mu deck we were talking about. Yes, oh, did yeah. you? Great, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. yeah. I, I I got a little bit worried afterwards because obviously they sell singles and everything up there as well, mm. and I. I said to you, I was like, no, you buy two league standard deck, uh, league battle decks, and you slap them together, and then you're good to go. But all you're actually taking out of the second league battle deck is like two Mews, one Mew VMAX, and two Genesect. I'm like, that's five cards. Did I just yeah. spend 28 quid on five cards? How much are they individually? 26 quid individually. Oh, okay. Which, so considering you- everything else you get in the pack, I'm all right with it. I, mean, I actually stand by that point. You should get two yep. league battle decks and you're pretty much good to go. Um, yeah, I played... I, I I only played a couple of side events. I think I went four and two over the weekend. No, four and one. So not bad. One. Not bad. Not bad at all. Right, okay. Sounds like you had a really good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Good. Good to hear. Should we move on? Speaking of Pokemon TCG, should we move on to the next piece of news? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, a photo has been doing the rounds uh, over the last week. And this photo, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's basically a table stacked with hundreds upon hundreds of rare cards from the Pokemon trading card games. It came out of a Facebook group. It's been shared on Twitter. Uh, it's been shared on Reddit. It's been on YouTube. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it's on the YouTube thumbnail uh, for this episode. Probably. Because it's so well recognized. So um, there was a lot of... This photo was shared, but there wasn't really any news about what it was, what was happening until I think... The Polygon article came out, was it yesterday, I think, off the top of my head? Um, So, basically, this Polygon article, Polygon decided to reach out to the person that initially shared that photo to just try and clear up what was happening because there was a lot of confusion. And I remember when you sent this, this news over on Discord, I think you said something along the lines of, want to talk about it, but... Like, There's so much misinformation at the yes. moment that we can't do it until we have a full story. Yes, but this Polygon article was perfect. So I want to just kind of talk about the history, and then we can talk about our thoughts, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So, uh, so a bit of a backstory. In um, late 2021 or early 2022, the Polygon article doesn't state... Uh, when exactly a small independent retailer in texas claimed that somebody approached them wanting to sell a lot of rare pokemon cards um it was a bit quiet for a while a couple of months later the seller uh provided the image that 
everyone has seen by now. If not, take a look at the YouTube image. Um, now, obviously, the question is, how did they get all these rare cards? Because you would have to open up a lot of packs to get them. So it starts to send, you know, alarm bells ringing over this. These so, are all very specifically from Fusion Strike as well. I just want to add that in there. Okay. That they're one all the- from one set. And that's one of the this the latest one was it before Scarlet and Violet or close? No, to the no, no, no. Fusion Strike was quite a while ago now. Okay, um, it would have been recent around 2021. Okay, right. Um, so the owner of this shop that was approached to potentially buy these cards, uh, I've got the name Emir Emir E M E R. Don't know how you pronounce it. Don't know if it's a male or female. So I'm just going to say they. Um, so um, they contacted Pokemon, so Pokemon Company, and was told to convince the seller to send the cards to the shop to be evaluated. Uh, when the when they arrived, a private investigator that was hired by the Pokemon Company took the cards. Now um, the owner has said that since then um, the the Pokemon Company have confirmed that they knew the cards were missing and they knew who had stolen them. And this person now claims that the person that reached out to sell the cards is now in police custody. Polygon's reached out to the Pokemon company for confirmation of this story, but they have not responded to the request. So that's all the backstory. Connor, what do you make of all this? So I want to put a couple of the uh, misconceptions to bed real quick. Those who are going around saying this is why they couldn't pull a new VMAX from Fusion Strike, that's not true. They're, this is not how Pokemon cards work. If a if the packing factory received a number of cards and say they had 50,000 cards and only received 47,000 because 3,000 of them were stolen, they turn around to the printing company and gave, go, hey, we need 3,000 more they cards know. before yeah. we pack these. Yep, that's just the way it works, guys. Um, the pull rates were low, but the pull rates were just low. That's because let's not, forget, <laughs> let, let's not forget this was around the same time as well that like Logan Paul and everyone yeah. was making Pokemon cards massive. Um, Target stopped selling them. It was during that hype moment of Pokemon trading cards. So yes, it's it it was this is a bad thing that happened, but it probably didn't affect you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As for this situation, it's kind of just hilarious. Yeah. The fact that, you know, somebody has gone, hey, our Pokemon Go Hards are doing massive at the moment. They're selling for thousands and thousands of dollars. I work at a company that prints Pokemon cards. I may as well steal a few thousand of them. And you know, <laughs> and what? What spins me out a little bit is that they're cut. Because I would have imagined them to steal sheets. Mm. So if you don't know, yeah. Pokemon cards get printed on sheets and then they're cut, which is how you can have like miscuts and things yeah. like that. Um, but these are all cut. So that means they've maybe stolen a pallet or stolen a box and then just tried to dump them all in one store. Like... What an idiot! (laughs) What an idiot! Like, you you are sitting on Pokemon cards that have a... Like, you are looking at what? 
just by looking at this image, you could easily make a, a year's worth of salary with these cards. I'm guessing. I don't know the value of these cards, okay? And I know it's a lot of legwork, but just go on eBay, sell them in singles or maybe doubles, and no one will ever question this. No one will ever look into it. No one will ever bother. If you turn up and try to sell a massive amount of cards, especially this amount of cards, questions are going to be asked, and rightly so. I, I, like, like, yeah, sure. Like, I, I don't, I don't agree with stealing. I don't agree with theft. But you know, fair play, mate. You, you saw, you saw your shot, and you thought, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna give it a whirl. But come on, like, going into a shop and just going. I've kind of got, which makes me think maybe he didn't know, he or she, whoever stole the cards, didn't know the exact value. Maybe they just heard, oh, Pokemon cards are doing really well. I'll take a load of these. They're probably only worth a couple of hundred quid because they're cards. And then kind of got no, no, no chance. No, no chance. No. If you're if you're printing these, you know what they're worth. Yeah. More, more, or more, if more. you're with somebody who works at a printing factory. And I mean, let's put it this way. So you're talking about. Even just looking at this picture now, there's I'd so say there's what cards. say about. Oh, I'm even just looking at the new V Max because that's one of the oh, easiest yeah, yeah. ones to value. So it's about 60, 120, say 200 cards in a stack, say about 400. Even yeah. if that's 400 new V Max, they were $30 a piece. Wow. You know, that's that, and that's two stacks within this multiple stacks. Mm hmm. And so, that's yeah. not even one of the rarest cards in there. Those Espeon, uh, let's let's go for the Espeon V Max uh, Altar. Stole for me. <laughs> yeah, I would love to, like. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna like. Let us know in the in the comments down below if if you're on YouTube, like how much money you think there is here. Like, what's the value of all these cards? And I'm going to say, I'm going to say forty eight thousand pounds. Okay, here you go. Those Espeon VMAX, mm -hmm. where you can easily see there's about 500-odd cards there, comfortably. Yeah. $150 each. Okay, I want to change my <laughs> estimation, please, to probably double what I just said. Wow! That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh, that's today's price. Oh, I don't even know what the 21, 20, 2021 price is. Actually, that's reckon they would have been more or less? I think it would have been more because there's less of them in circulation. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I can't believe that somebody thought this was the way to get rid of these cards. At least go into multiple retailers. I, I, listen. Uh, he, he obviously <laughs> needed a fence. That's where we're at. Yeah. He, yes. Yes. It, it's like, and they, these things happen. Like, this isn't just the Pokemon company. Like, this happened with a long time ago. Um, uh, McDonald's Monopoly game. Do you remember that? Yeah. Some some people got sent to prison because for the exact same reason, someone that works in the factory got all the winning ones, distributed it to friends. All the friends suddenly won the prizes. And then when the police investigate, they're like, hold on. So all the winners know this one person who happens to work in the factory. Like the police aren't, they, 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 you know, whoever's investigating in whatever country it is, they're not daft. They get paid to figure these things out. It was going to it was going to get figured out. Um, I just want to know what the what the Pokemon company is going to do with all these cards now. Uh, destroy them, more than likely. 
which is wow. the big sad bit about it. That is because um, if you think about it, they'll have lost these yes. and will have turned around and gone, okay, those are lost product for yep. whatever reason. We must replace those. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole point of Pokemon trading cards having rares and super rares and all that kind of stuff is to create value for them. Yes. If these were to flood the market, it would disrupt the balance of that value. So people who have spent lots of money, say $150 on a rare Espeon, and now there's 500 more suddenly out there, yeah. or even more than that, it drops that value and will, for lack of a better word, f- off your investors. Um, so I reckon they'll just destroy them. In yeah. fact, more than likely, considering this photo is from years and years ago, these cards are gone now. Yeah, probably gone. Yeah. Which is a shame, because I wouldn't mind some of those uh, fancy rare ones, but that's what you get if if you're collecting, like, the difficulty in getting them. So I I can can understand why, you know, thought, oh, I'll try and sell them, but um, should we move on to... Speaking of difficulty in collecting Pokemon (laughs) cards. Collecting Pokemon cards. So the second uh, story revolving around Pokemon TCG this, uh, this week... Pokemon just can't produce the new Scarlet and Violet cards fast enough to satisfy fans over in Japan. Um, and the Pokemon card companies admitted that they, they are currently totally sold out in Japan, which yeah. blows the headline, my Headline here from Kotaku, Kentaku. Japan has completely run out of Pokemon cards. That's it. They just don't have any. You can't have them. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't not have them. Um, why is this the case? It seems that people just want like the rare cards including Iono. Why does anybody want Iono? She's the worst. <laughs> to be fair though, the the like the all art or the signature all art which is the case is yeah. it's stunning. Yeah, they they, they usually are. I could a lot of the Pokémon trading cards I could I could leave to be quite honest with you, but those like the full art ones of the different characters absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Now the the prices I've got here, which I think have changed slightly now, so correct me if I'm wrong, Connor. So, um, initial quotes for cases of the the packs are called Clayburst and Snow Hazard, correct? Yeah. So that's the two new packs coming out in Japan. We don't have those in rotation here yet. They will be our next set. Right. And cases are going for three thousand six hundred dollars. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, a case is six boxes, and a box is 36 packs. So, Which I think breaks six. down to them being about $16, $17 a piece. Which is mad, because I remember when I was doing the Sword and Shield base set, and I looked at a case, and they worked out about, I think it was either two or three pounds per Yeah, pack. that sounds about right. Yeah. So... That is that is that's a bit of a, a jump, but like it's the same as anything. It's supply and demand. If, if you know, if if demand out you know outpaces supply, well then the suppliers can charge whatever ex- they want, whatever they want. Ultimately, so I don't blame the companies for for doing this. I just find it absolutely like because it just seems like, and I don't know if you've experienced this as well when you've gone shopping, but. Pokemon trading cards are really hard to get at the moment, even over here. Even some of the older like sets are difficult to come by. 
So you'd think they'd have up production, especially for a brand. Because, like, I, I would be shocked if they were saying they were running out of cards in, like, you know, a later set. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the trend's almost... I'd imagine it's a bit like, you know, a new a new trading card, a new game comes out. So the new trading card game comes out. The interest spikes because it's like, it's a brand new, like, set with brand new Pokemon. And then each subsequent set that they release, there's a little less interest because people are, like, burnt out from the previous editions or still trying to complete previous editions. Um, so th- this doesn't surprise me that it has sold out. So my question then is, like, was there no contingency to print more like or like have they printed more maybe and they've like people have just gone crazy for these new sets more than they expected at least to my understanding is to up production it's not as easy as saying oh we're just going to print more because pokemon don't own the printing factories Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's not in-house so it will be a case of they will have an agreement with the printing factory to be a case of, okay, we want X amount of cards over X amount of months um, until they stop go- they go out of print, effectively. The issue with these two sets that have come out, as we said, Clay Burst and Snow Hazard, um, A, they introduced the Treasures of Ruin, which are probably going to be very disruptive to the meta for the TCG. But it also has that Iono signature art card, which is huge for collectors. It was originally going for $2,000 on the secondhand market for that one single card. The price has uh, dropped to $1,255 bargain. now. Absolute bargain. <laughs> but that's that's kind of where it'll come in. People will see, oh, wait, mm. there's one card in here worth two grand. Well, I'll go spend two grand on Pokemon cards then because I'll make yeah. my money back. Yeah, I get that. And the likelihood is you won't. That's why adults buy singles. Yeah. But it's it's not really a surprise. As I say, we we saw Logan Paul buy a Charizard for stupid amounts of money, and people go, oh, people pay stupid money for Pokemon cards? I guess I'll go buy Pokemon cards. And then they're just gone, and you yeah. can't get hold of them. Yep. Uh, the fact that the Pokemon company have come out at all and said, okay, we realize there's an issue, we're going to up production, it's yeah. huge. So, so the Pokemon company in Japan has apologized. So, um, they, they said, "Thank you for your continued patronage of our products. We are currently out of stock of all Pokemon card game products," which blows my mind. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience caused to customers who are unable to purchase. Um, so, they say that they're going to continue to strengthen our production system and promote the reproduction and shipments of products in short supply. Uh, thank you for your understanding. There's a couple of bits I've cut out, but nothing that adds to the story. Um, like the fact that they've come out and apologized is 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 massive. But yeah. it's just the fact that they straight up acknowledge it. Like, yeah, we got nothing. nothing. It's not even like we haven't got this set. It's no, it's gone. Pokemon cards, <laughs> yeah. you cannot buy them anywhere. Good luck, have fun. Because that, like, like for me, if I was a company doing this kind of a- apology letter i i'd phrase it i wouldn't say you're all at a start i'd say you know we understand some customers are having difficulty finding them blah 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 because like saying it's all out of stock almost 
contributes to the high prices but maybe that's what they want i was i was gonna say surely that's such a good marketing ploy though is like sold out everywhere it's like a sold out tour for a comedian or an artist yeah it's sold out therefore it must be good yeah pokemon cards are sold out everywhere you can't get them anymore yes because actually you've got a really good point there because when um artists or comedians do and then it's like new tour dates added suddenly everyone wants to jump on the new tour dates because they don't want to miss out because like you say they must be really good because they sold out so then when they do produce more pokemon cards and get them out well everyone wants to buy them because they sold out last time i need to get in there quick to get these rare cards so i can understand why why they said that now it is just brilliant. There's just not really brilliant. a lot to say on this story, no. unfortunately. It just it, it it is the news that Japan has no Pokemon cards. That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I must say though, it's quite good to take a break from Pokemon Go and move on to TCG. Yeah. <laughs> Discuss TCG. No, no bad Pokemon Go news this week, folks. So they must I mean, there might some... be, but we just didn't bother looking <laughs> we for just it. Didn't bother. <laughs> Shall we move on to the last bit of news this week? Um, introducing a newly discovered Pokemon. So, folks, we, like the name hasn't been revealed, so we can't even tell you the the name. Um, but this Pokemon was in in the anime right so yes pokemon horizons released on friday in japan Mm -hmm. as a two-part special and we got to we got introduced to liko and her new sprigatito we got introduced to the rising vault tacklers i'm gonna call them rising vault tacklers they're 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 called the rising vault techers but i realized that rising or vault tech is what they call vault tackle in japan oh Oh, so they, okay. for for all intents and purposes, they aren't they are indeed the rising vault tacklers. Um, okay. Amazing, amazing characters. By the way, I I may have okay. watched it. I I, I got involved. Um, Fair enough. We met our villains, the explorers. It, I uh, one thing I will say: the anime is gorgeous. The okay. animation is okay. unbelievable. Having just watched like the three episodes of Journeys for this week, and going on to this. Completely different ball game. Wow, really? Oh, okay. That's great news. The lighting is beautiful. A lot of the effects are gorgeous. And every, or even though there's only two episodes so far, a lot of the battles and the animations are fluid, have those really nice Sakuga shots in there. Ah, so good. Really worth checking out if you can get hold of it. Um, But yes, we were introduced to a new Pokemon as... Liko throws herself off a building and gets struck by a wayward uh, psycho cut. Suddenly, the pendant that her grandmother gave her that everybody seems to be after her for, both the Rising Vault Tacklers and the Explorers, um, starts to glow and she is encompassed in a sphere of green hexagonal energy. Okay. Within this, her and Sprigatito look up and see a tiny little turtle Pokemon with, like, beads of gems coming off its head. And as far as we can tell, it's a baby Terrapagos. Yes. I think that's, that's, like. that's, that's, that's the obvious answer here. So are we her- getting something sing- similar to, uh, was it Cosmog in potentially? I would, I would argue Zygarde Cell. Ah, okay, right. Simply because of the fact that, so 
this this we're gonna call it baby terrapagos that's the ba- best name we have for it so far sure is a it's only the hexagonal plate on the very center so mm-hmm. if you look at terrapagos you've got the hexagonal plate at the center of its shell and then all the ones surrounding it that have all the different typings on it yeah are all pentagons okay right yeah. so you've got baby terrapagos which is this hexagonal center and then all of the gems and stuff over its body are all four points. Right. Then you have Terrapagos, which has the hexagonal center with the pentagons around it. And then we know that there is the third legendary that... Um, what's his name? Oh, I've forgotten the writer's name from Scarlet and Violet. Heath? Heath. Heath. What, what, the one that Heath was writing of had a huge shell covered in hexagonal patterns. So, does that mean that, I've seen lots of people talking about this, they're like, oh, this is the baby form, and then we're going to have Terrapagos is the main form, and then we're going to have Terramax, which is like a specific form that you can take on if you terrestrialize in the right way, similar to how Gigantamax worked with uh, Dynamax. I like that idea. Um, I, I don't know, I'm still leaning towards Zygarde cells, though. Okay. And it's still leaning towards the idea of incomplete forms of this one creature. Because if you consider the fact that, you know, Lico's pendant is this six-sided shape, uh, this hexagonal shape, it looks very similar to the gems that are inside the terror orbs. And it looks yeah. the same as the gems that are on the terror crowns with the eyes on them. It would make sense to me that these are all aspects of one legendary Pokemon that can be split up and taken around all of Paldea and maybe even further. Oh, okay, yeah. And if you were to collect and bring those all back together, you would have the full Mega Duber Trapagos. Okay. And we do, like, just thinking about this then, because, like, previous Pokemon games have done, oh, you need to go out and find x number of things in the wild whether or not it's the the spirits in legends arceus the zygarde cells in sun and moon uh we had the uh, was it alolan alolan diglett in the isle of armor Armor. yep so potentially it potentially you're right and you know oh this this pokemon there's lots there's 18 variants of it all located in the DLC, and you know, maybe they are the hidden treasure. Finding the eighteen versions of them that are spread out potentially. It's an idea. So, what do you what do you make of this Pokemon's design? <sighs> I guess it's cute. <laughs> guess I it's guess. cute. Yeah, it's it's fine. I. I kind of have a nothing response to it at the moment because we don't even have any lore about any of the things it's related to. It's, the, the, the thing that I want to say bothers me, but maybe that's the wrong word. The thing that I'm trying to work out is like, why there must be a reason why in the, in the DLC trailer, they announced and showed Terrapagos. Terrapagos, but in the anime they've done this. Mm-hmm. So, like, are they expecting us to put clues together? Because, like, why not just put this Pokemon in the DLC trailer? 
Is it because it doesn't look as as powerful as as good? Maybe for some people, as you said, it looks like very, you know, baby. She wouldn't maybe have the same impact of some people in a trailer. I think they're trying to leave us little hints mm. because, as I say, when when Scarlet and Violet finished, the story was very unfinished. Yeah, as, at yeah. least in my own opinion, you know, we had all these mysteries about where terrestrialization comes from. We knew there had to be a third legendary. We knew it was more than likely this big tortoise Pokemon that Heath saw with the shell. And then people were speculating on it. I think if we'd seen this in the trailer, does this invoke the idea of that big tortoise, the big hexagonal shells and stuff like that? Mm. Yes. But we'd have maybe jumped quicker to the conclusion of, okay, this is going to this is going to evolve into that, or this is going to be yeah. a small part of it. Whereas when they released Terrapagos, instead, people went, "Oh, well, that is oh, it." Yeah, which I think is a mistake. As I say, it's got pentagons on its back rather than hexagons, and as soon as that got pointed out to me, I was like mind blown. But I think. This is now, they're trying to hint at the idea that there's more going on here than we initially imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because, you know, mysteries is what I love about Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way they've done it. I'm just trying to figure out the reasoning why they've done it. And, like, the anime started now in April. We're not getting the games until, is it fall this year? Yeah. So that's a long time between now and then. So I'd imagine we'll be seeing more of this Pokemon in the anime leading up to that. We'll get more trailers for the DLC. And between the two of them, people will start to figure and and theorize more about the relationship and how this all ties in with the, the base game of Scarlet and Violet. Like, because from what I understand, we see it for a handful of seconds in the anime and it's gone. It doesn't. That is literally it. Yeah, it shows up, looks at Liko, is like, "What? Bye." Done. <laughs> That's it. Done. So it's a tease. It's basically a tease to kind of go. There's more to come, both in terms of probably the design, the the links between this and the anime, but also like the individual story in the anime. And as we know, like the anime, if anything, just takes inspiration from the games it doesn't necessarily always you know correlate one to one so what we get in the game might be very different than what we get in the anime moving forward with this this pokemon mm-hmm. and like this this pokemon obviously will be important in the story of the anime but there's no guarantee that it's a regular like it might be quite some time before we see this pokemon again no i can't imagine we're going to see it again anytime soon um especially considering that i will say this anime seems a lot more story focused Mm -hmm. um it feels like it is about liko this pendant people after her for it um and we're going to stay very focused around that rather than having these side adventures kind of thing that might change as the episodes unfold but that's the impression I'm getting at the moment, that it's going to be a lot more honed in and we're here to tell a story, okay. um, which I'm all for. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, like, we discussed it in the past, and I think one of the things I said was, if you're going to, like, replace Ash and bring in these new characters, like, you might as well be brave and take a risk on a lot more 
rather than just that one switchover. So maybe tell, okay, there are still side stories, but they're not like the bulk of the episodes where they have been in the past. And it's like, okay, you will have the side adventures, but the bulk of it is this overarching narrative from start to finish, which I think Pokemon, the anime at least, has sorely lacked, unfortunately, where, you know, instead of them doing the, like, I go back to like the the Pokemon journeys and the you know Zacian, Zamazenta and Eternatus and the fact that they're just in the last couple of episodes is almost like a three part movie rather than having all those little hints and you know the, the Ash and go go on this journey and figure it out at the end. It's almost like it it doesn't. There's no real benefit to watching every episode because. A lot of the episodes can be skipped, and I would very much like the new anime that with, with um um. But what are the characters' name? Rico and Liko, Liko and Roy, Liko and Roy. We've not even met Roy yet. Are we not? Okay, no. right. Which I I appreciate that. Either I, it sounds like from what you've said, is that it seems a lot more focused and deliberate on. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't need to rush out all these different story beats. Let's take our time with this this story and take you on an adventure. And you know what? If that's the case, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. We will eventually do a full episode breakdown when this becomes available in English. Um, but until then, I just want to say the characters are all great. Really enjoying them. Um, you know, freed. Yum. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Lico's good fun. Captain Pikachu, actually a really good addition. Really? Okay, really good so, addition. So, does it feel different to Ash's Pikachu? Absolutely. 100%. Good. Right, that's he what I want He uses Thunder Punch. Thunder Punch? Oh, he uses wow. Thunder Punch. Okay. It's great. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> Love yeah. That. And it sounds different as well. Oh, does it's it, a lot right? deeper. It's Pikachu. <laughs> Not quite that bad, but yeah. <laughs> okay, right, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> it, it's it's good fun. Very different. Very Great. very different feel to the series. F- mature is the wrong word, but I don't have another one suitable. Okay, right. Yeah, fo- focused is about as good as I'm going to get, unfortunately. Okay, that's um, all good news to me. And it feels like it's going to be more of a mystery. Oh, okay. Like it's going to be a mystery story, unsolved, uh, unraveling and solving what's going on with the pendant and eventually Roy's Pokeball is going to be what the series is about. And I think, I have a feeling, once that comes to fruition, that'll be it. We'll be done with these characters. We did their story, move on to the next one. Good. That, I, I am completely on board with that, and it, it sounds right up my street. Uh, speak of the anime, should we move on to our weekly discussion? Let's do it. We have reached the Masters 8 tournament. This Sorry, is, I got excited. This is it. No, it's absolutely fine. It's what we have been waiting for. Um, so it's that part of the podcast where we discuss the the three episodes that we're up to in Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. We discuss what we like, what we didn't like, and what happened. And these three episodes, it's just it's just the Masters 8. It's just three, it's just the Masters 8. Three battle episodes, which I have been wanting for so long. So um, up first is Leon versus Alon. But before we get there, we are finally introduced to Hop. Yeah. After all this time, Hop rocks up. And to be fair, did quite enjoy his introduction of, I challenge you because if I need to, I need to see if you're good enough to beat my brother. He sends out Wooloo. 
gets bodied. It gets bodied. A single attack knocks it out, and you know what? Like, fine. Like, fine. I'm. I'm. You say fine. I wasn't fine with it. We know. We. Hobbs, one of the heroes of legend. Don't. Yeah. Wow. He's one of the heroes of legends in the game in the anime. He's he's apparently a nobody. He is Leon's younger brother. That. It's fine. No. This is this is before the games. This is before Hop gets his starter and goes on his journey. This is fine. yes. There we go. Um, but I will say, I tell you what, Team Rocket full out here supporting Ash. They like because I saw a meme that was like, okay, all of Ash's companions yep. and friends, only two people turn up to watch. Um, his mum doesn't even bother to leave the house and is just there with Professor Oak. And uh, but Team Rocket. Team Rocket Every account. single match, they're there cheering him on. Yeah, without paid, fail. Paid for tickets, gone along, but they're broadcasting it. Yeah, so this they're, is this... they're, they're doing. Is it a follow-on from their radio <laughs> yes, show? Yes, it was like which doesn't feel to me like that was the plan when they did the radio episode. But it kind of feels like yeah, it we've, works. <laughs> we've got that plot point. Let's let's just tack this on, and it make makes sense. But we also get an introduction to um, the matchups as well. So the matchups are revealed. So we got Leon versus Alon, which we see later on the, in this match. We get Lance versus Deante. We mm-hmm. get Cynthia versus Iris. So they're the three that we're going to cover today. And then Stephen Stone versus Ash, which will be next week. So. Can can we talk about the three episodes as a whole, and then we'll jump into them individually? Can we do that? Go on. You've obviously got a plan here, so go for it. Yeah. So, all right. So, because these three are very similar, they all follow the same pattern. Yep. Show up, do a battle, move on. Yes. How did you feel about the animation? Because that's that's one of the big ones that we keep coming back to. I think there are. I was going to say there are elements that look really good, but I'm struggling to think of any. But it's, Once the aces come out, there yeah. is about 30 seconds to a minute of good animation. There's there's not a lot, which, again, like doesn't surprise me. If these were Ash taking on these characters, I think there would be a lot more. But because a lot of these characters are people that it's just like, along we haven't seen in ages and probably won't see after this, Lance... When was the last time we saw Lance in the anime? Dianthus a couple of years ago. Cynthia's played, a, and, and Iris have played a bit more in this mm. series, but not enough to warrant probably loads of animation going into it. There was a lot of animation and attacks where it was like wide-reaching attacks that kind of covered the entire screen, like water or sandstorms or whatever, or Draco Meteor and things like that, just like covering the entire screen for a prolonged period of time, the typical smoke on the screen for, you know, five, ten seconds and slowly clearing. The animation wasn't, wasn't as good as we've had in some of the previous battles, but I can understand why it's not a major focus in these, because these battles, while, like... These battles aren't about Ash. These are about the the people that are going to rise in the in the eight and might battle Ash. So I can understand why they don't need to, why they might make the decision to not put as much animation into these, which is a shame, but I can understand it. Yeah, see, the thing is, for me, I, I actually think they are important characters. These are supposed mm-hmm. to be the champions of all the different regions. This is supposed to display as good as Pokemon battling gets. 
and it just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I can I understand mean, that. Th- the big standout for me was the second match. Was it Lance Diantha? Uh, because yes. there was no physical moves in there, which basically meant that two Pokemon stood at opposite sides of the ring and went, Moonblast! Yeah, yeah. Shadow Ball! I get and that. there's no movement from the Pokemon. They just stand there, they take the moves. It was like watching VGC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which I don't I can, come yeah. for the anime for. Yeah, I come for I, the anime I, for crazy moves and flying up and round and great animation and sweeping shots and just none of it was there. It was actually very yeah. disappointing for me. The, like I, I I do agree with you, unfortunately, that like the battles were underwhelming. And I and I, I get why these aren't it's it's not Ash. Ash isn't battling these, therefore they can they can relax a little bit. Like in terms of animation stuff. I don't think they should be doing that. I think like if you're going to have sending off Ash and he's competing in this tournament, I think you just go absolutely out there as much as you can in terms of animation. I also mm-hmm. think that like 3v3 is like that's a cost saving measure. I get yeah. that because if you do 6v6, well then unfortunately it means there's more chances are more animation because you've got to animate more Pokemon. Maybe the number of episodes increases. However, like from a story perspective, this is the like these are the best trainers in the world. But we limited them to three Pokemon each and only three Pokemon one. each, and there's no particular stadiums they got to fight in. It's just plain flat battlefields. Yeah, yeah, which is a real shame because I, I vaguely remember in the past, didn't we have stadiums that were like four different quadrants with different? Yeah, back in back in the Indigo League, it would like yeah. change up where they were and stuff like that. But even even championships since then, we've had you know, oh, they're on the grass field, they're in the forest field, they're in the water field. And you've got to adapt and overcome, and that's part mm-hmm. of the whole strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we just show up in this flat land, and they're going to stand in one spot and throw moves at each other. It was just disappointing, especially considering that I feel like these matches, because I remember seeing when this tournament got announced, people were like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to have this person versus this person. It's going to be great. This is this is basically the, the tournament style I want to see. These are the matches I want to see as, the, as it all progresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I think they've done is they've set up these first three matches to be a case of it's supposed to put Ash on the back foot without him ever battling. So it it is the strongest rival he's ever had loses. Mm -hmm. The strongest traveling companion he's ever had loses. The champion of his home region loses. I get that. And now we've got Ash. Because and it's no- just supposed to be able to go. Oh no! I, I, I've, I've. Everyone I was really hoping would get somewhere is gone now. Mm. I'm on my own yeah, against some that. of the strongest people in the world. Yeah, and it just doesn't hit. Yeah, it. It. I think that the most, the the one that stands out the most to me in terms of a matchup that just didn't feel right was. Cynthia and Iris because <gasps> okay so so the reason why is it's be- because it's supposed to be Iris looks up to Cynthia and like wants has to- had her as a level of mentor before yeah because I think Alder has a thing for Cynthia in the black and white series oh really so okay. she does show up in that quite a lot okay so I like the elements okay I like the fact that for for Iris even though she loses the fight she's like 
She's learned something from it. She mm. enjoys it. But what I didn't like from that fight was the fact that, like, and maybe this is the, the reason they did it, is even though Iris, like, even though Cynthia loses two Pokemon, it comes down to a, a 1v1 in the end, it never felt like Cynthia was, like... On the back foot. On the back foot. It felt like, even though, like... Okay, Cynthia, Cynthia's knocked out one of the Pokemon. Oh, okay, her Pokemon got knocked out. Oh, and they, they're telling you, oh, okay, it's back to level pacing. I'm like... She was always winning the trade. Yeah, like, it, it really did feel like, regardless of what Iris was doing, she was never going to win that fight, which, like, I'm trying to figure out why they went down that route. And the the only way I can kind of think is because... Like you said, Cynthia had to win because she's going to eventually fight Ash and you want the strongest pair to fight Ash so it feels like Ash hasn't had the easy route because I can Mm -hmm. see people complaining of, okay, well, you know, Iris beat Cynthia. Well, Ash now has to... Ash beat Steven Stone. Now he has to take on Iris, but... Who he's already beaten to get into, like, the Great League. It wasn't... Yeah. Exactly, which is the annoying thing, but then it kind of... Like, was there a better way to go about doing that? And maybe the better way was to maybe have Iris face off against Lance, two Dragon Masters. Yeah, and then Iris then loses to Leon. Maybe uh, like I just feel like that that was the battle out of the three that stood out as the weakest. But like there was elements about all of them that were quite weak. Like the Lance versus Deantha fight is another example where you're absolutely See- right that. Like, the animation style didn't do it justice. But, like, Lance is apparently the champion of two regions, and they make that very clear, and yet... Like, he doesn't feel like it at any point. He doesn't like, feel like his, he's doing any particular good strategies I, uh, other honest, than what he holds back his Dragonite when it's almost beaten to death anyway. I almost feel like... And I can't believe I'm saying this, but and I get why they had Lance in there, because it's like, look at all these champions and Ash, but, like, Raihan put up a better fight Yeah, when he fought Ash than, than Lance, apparently a, a champion of two regions, even though they and share... And came his... second in the last year's World Coronation. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and like, for, for me, it, it's just... These battles were really weird because they, they... Pokemon anime plays fast and loose with typings and whether or not typings make a difference or not. And I mm-hmm. would have preferred it a lot more if the Lance versus Deantha fight, it came down to, you know, her team is just super strong against the Dragon types, which on paper they are. She's got an Ice type. She's got a Fairy type. Um, but one but of her aces is a Gorgeist. A Gorgeist, yeah. But it doesn't... <laughs> which it doesn't, is a fine Pokemon, but it ain't... Yeah. No, oh, come on. <laughs> like, for me, I would have been a lot more happy if... Okay, Lance versus Deanthe, and they are saying that, okay, Lance is putting up, like, a really strong offensive, but Lance, unfortunately, is a Dragon Master, whereas Deanthe, like, kind of... Has that Gardevoir. She has the Gardevoir, but her team is a bit like Cynthia's in terms of she has diversity, and I wish they would have, like, honed in on that a little bit more to go, okay... This is why Lance lost. He still put up a good fight. And at least then it felt like, oh, Dantha won because, you know, she was the better trainer, but it didn't feel like she was the better trainer. Like, it's, it's like these battles are really weird where, like, I, I can't, 
I'm really finding it hard to explain, but like the battle. Okay, there we right. The battle. None of the battles felt like they had stakes. No, 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 no that, not at all. That's that's. And, I think that's the the crux of my problem with. And them. it doesn't help that you've got all of these, like as we say, legendary trainers, which is the stake that they should be at. None of them feel like they're fighting at their full potential. None of the yes. animation lends itself to that. None of the strategies or moves or anything feels out of the box or something that any other trainer couldn't just do. Mm. And it doesn't help that they're all so stoic that they're yes. all sitting in the background going, ah, yes, Cynthia's pulling out her ace Pokemon now. Ah, Lance <laughs> yeah. is going to be on the yeah. back foot now. Mm. Let's watch and see what happens. It's yeah. like, get involved! Get invested! It's the top eight. Yeah, you yeah. must all and, want this. No. Yeah. That, so, so when when I said the the like the battles don't have any stakes, like like it almost feels like they're friendly matches. Yeah, they just don't care. They're exhibition matches. Like that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like exhibition like, surely, match. That's actually a really good way of putting it. You, you'd come to these fights and go, "I've got to bring my best team of Pokemon. I've got to make sure that I have the right combination of." You know, these are these are apparently the top in the world, and yet only Ash can do Dynamax, Z-Move, and Mega Revolution. Iris didn't have any. No, I know. That's like which I was I, waiting for a Dynamax uh what not actually Haxorus. And it yeah, just didn't happen. Nothing. Like and, and I'm just sat there thinking, these are supposed to be the best trainers in the world, but it doesn't feel like they're that they are the best trainers in the world and like you like you you alluded to that like if if you suddenly if someone edited these videos to replace the two trainers with two generic trainers from past series you might with each other difference or with each other you might not be able to tell the difference because you just be like okay these just look like it just yeah like these are supposed to be the best Pokemon These... trainers and the best Pokemon in the world, and it doesn't feel like the battles were anything special. Yeah, there was no character here. It was just these are clearly just objects for Ash to overcome. You know, mm-hmm. I, I expect once we get into... These are the quarterfinals, effectively, of the world tournament. Where's where's my where's my cheesy anime moment of, okay, we're down... But we're not out! Come on, Dragonite! We're not out! You know, where is my moment? I, that's what yeah. I come to watch yeah. this show for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm and sure like, we're going to get it with Ash, but I don't I don't want... At, yeah, Ash is a standout because of how he reacts to his Pokemon and how invested he is and how he, like, feels the same things they do. But that doesn't mean nobody else does! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I... Like... I will give them credit that the fact that they've actually showed these matches and we didn't just get yeah. a, okay, we're back on the third day. It's over to Ash now. The previous winners were did it. Like we, we could have had really lazy, like episodes yeah. of just skipping over that. So at least we did get them. Um, were there any highlights for you? I mean, I think one of the highlights for me in the, um, the Leon battle is, and again, it was it was Tal not show, unfortunately, of we get to see... I'm starting to realize why Leon is undefeated, and it seems to be that his his team just, like, are so adaptable in terms of diversity, moveset, and that is why he's able to overcome anything, because even when it looks like it's an even-type matchup or he's weak, he 
He has diversity in his moves. Yeah, he's got the coverage the and the moves. He's yeah. got acrobatics on yes. friggin' Rillaboom, which yeah, you just don't yeah. see happening. No, no. Um, that was one of the standout, standout for me. Was was there any for you? Um, I did like the Charizard v. Charizard fight. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm always going to be more character and story than anything else. So for me, it's that lovely little bit at the end where we see Iris sees Ash in the tunnels and it's like, oh... I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yeah. She just breaks it's, down, and I'm like, yeah. "There it is. That's it was, all I wanted. Just a little, little show of investment." Yeah, it was when for me it was it, when it hit for me was when like you see Iris lose, and you don't even see Ash's full face. You see him from like this part down, like from his nose down, and he just he's looking glum. He stands up, he says nothing, and walks away. Yeah, and that's when I suddenly realized, okay. He cares. Big things, yeah, he cares, and big things are going to be coming in, in the next few episodes. Um, One of the nice little, I say nods, it wasn't really a nod, it was just like blinking you miss it kind of things, was when um we have Lance and Dante addressing the crowd, but also addressing, you know, the Pokemon world, and we get to see, who do we get to yeah, see? We get loads to see of people. Chris... Uh, and Ethan from Gen 2, who were there with Typhlosion and Miss Magus, uh, I think, watching Lance. We get to see... Um, oh, who is it? Is it, is it Richie from the very original with the Pikachu with the Sparky? Yep. The, 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 the haircut yep, that, beats, that beats Ash. So we get to see them. We get to see the traveling companions from um, the Kalos region. As, as well. well as two uh, specific components specific opponents that showed up in the anime oh, really? uh, there's one of the guys that oh no sorry i'm thinking of the black and white crew oh okay yeah, yeah there yeah. might have been more but they were the ones that i noticed i was like oh i know who they are yeah because um, they do one when cynthia and iris walk out as well and you get to see like yes. bianca um the guy with the zebra striker alders there mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's good fun. um yeah it's a, ni- I- it's a nice nod it's it is it is um was there anything else that stood out for me uh, i guess um there was a little line that meowth says when iris manages exodrill manages to uh ko the gastrodon and meowth taking credit saying that team rocket trained her up <laughs> i quite like that um one of the things i did like is when ash is rooting for iris like you you can like credit to the voice actor you can actually hear worry in his mm-hmm. voice like he isn't just her like voice. Her voice, but I sh- that yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I meant. Yeah, you said um, credits to the voice actor. That's the only reason I brought that up. No, that's right. Um, the the animation for disarming voice isn't what I expected. I, no. It looks exactly like it does in the game, but it feels weird. It being in the anime where you actually see the musical notes flying out and the little <laughs> love hearts, and it's like and the love uh, hearts. All right, like, fine, sure, whatever. Um. I'm trying to think, was there anything else that um to do? Yeah, another another highlight. I think this is the last one actually. Is that when Cynthia wins, we get some of the Generation Four music from yes, yes I did um, from the that. game, and I was like, oh, okay, brilliant, nice little touch there. I the, I enjoyed the episodes for what they were, but they could have been more. Yeah, I was. I was disappointed. I was going to say, oh, I wasn't disappointed, but I want... No, I, I was disappointed. Like, so the the way I know if a, if an episode's engaging is sometimes, like, you know when an episode is very much 
you can piece it together just by listening to it and you don't need to like be watching it fully. These are the kind of episodes where it felt like you should like be like, if I turn away from this, I'm missing something. I'm missing some yeah. amazing piece of animation or an attack or whatever. But they felt very much like, oh, I can have these on in the background and I'm not going to be any worse off for it. Which is yeah. which is a shame. Shouldn't be like that. Again, my big hope now is that next week we have Ash versus Steven Stone mm-hmm. and they've held back specifically to go all out for it. That's what I'm hoping. I, I like, yeah, I, I hope so. That is my hope. I mean, it's, this is the one where like, I, I want them to show it. Like, I want them to show beautiful animation. I want them to show like, or, like a show don't tell like i don't need go or hop in the crowd like telling me oh that was a super effective like, i don't need any of that just show me a battle between these pokemon and like let's let's show ash winning not because the story demands it but because he earns it that's what i want to see all right going into next week i just want mm-hmm. you to remember that you know when they did the battle royale yes ash avoided a z move he avoided just, just, a Z just, move. Yeah, Ash avoided happened? a Z move. Ash avoided a Z move. Which you don't Z remember? move was it? Uh, I think it was like Inferno Overdrive he missed. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. He like dodged it. Just want right. you to remember that, that just, he dodged a Z move. Okay, right. So that feels very much like hinting for knowledge. Because have you, have you seen what happens or have you seen clips from it? I, I have seen um, the final moments of the next fight. Okay, good. Because looks very good. Okay, right. Okay, right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking for. I am <laughs> I'll looking, let you I, make your own decision. I am looking forward to it because from the thumbnails I've seen over the next three episodes, it feels very much like we get a big battle next episode, and then we get two episodes of just kind of chilling out before the resetting. semis. Yeah, which which I'm hoping means that big episode and then two kind of nicer ones, palate cleanser, ready for then going into the semi-final against Cynthia, which... Well, yeah. no, it would be the other side first. No, it would be Cynthia. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They'll do Diantha versus Leon, which is... A good matchup on paper. I don't know. It's not a fight I ever thought myself... Like, I don't rate Cynthia. I, sorry, I don't rate Diantha. Okay, see, As I... As a champion, I think she's garbage. See, I think... And maybe it's because I've done... I've beaten her with literally a single Pokemon... And she can, she on paper, if you bring the wrong Pokemon, she is challenging. But X and Y is known for being one of the easier, um, you know, easier Pokemon games, unfortunately. And that battle, if you bring the right Pokemon, is just, oh, it's just a wash, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, like, yeah, it, 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 I would love to have seen some other matchups, but I can, you, you have to draw the line somewhere, unfortunately, because if we'd have had, you know, Ash facing off against Cynthia, I would have been complaining that maybe, you know, Ash didn't get to battle somebody else. And like I think the way they've done it, I'm quite happy because in the lineup, basically, Ash Ash has to battle three of them and therefore there's three trainers that I, he I won't think, be able to I fight. think Ash is fighting the strongest three. Yes. Agreed. And, C- and Cynthia, Leon, and uh Steven. Steven. I would yeah, I would definitely say are the three strongest yeah. Yeah. Le- the I, champions there. Yeah, as much as I would have liked to have seen Ash take on Lance simply because of the connections there, 
Yeah, and they have seen each other in the past when Lance used to be like a private detective and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, what? That was a thing? Yeah, so in like uh, the early, I think it was in the Johto series, Lance was uh, doing the whole investigating Team Rocket thing. Oh, okay. That he, that he does in the games, but he was like part of a secret group that were going around and investigating Team Rocket. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Private Islands. Private Islands, apparently. Connor, you up for playing a game? Yeah, let's do it. I get to play again this week. You do. Uh, so, in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But can Connor spot the fake entry? So, we're starting off with Chestnut this episode. Oh, nice. Entry number one. Its tackle is forceful enough to flip a 50-ton tank. It shields its allies from danger with its own body. Entry number two. It's notorious for defending those around it. If you earn its respect, it will use its powerful body to protect you. And entry number three. When it takes a defensive posture with its fists guarding its face, it could withstand a bomb blast. Okay, interesting. Um, All of those sound equally unlikely. Uh, my initial thought was they're not going to mention tanks in Pokedex entries, but we've seen all the stuff that they do mention in Pokedex entries. Yeah. And is a tank any less likely than a bomb? Um, I think because of that, those two are actually red herrings, and it is, in fact, the second one. Well done. It is yeah! the second one. Well done. So can you guess how many Pokedex entries Chestnut actually has ever? Uh, like, f- well, two, three, four, five, six. Two. It has two. Two? Is it not even well, in Sun and Moon? It, it did just recycle them. It had two in X and Y, and they just oh, recycled them every time. So, yeah, so I had wow. two, two, two real ones, and then I got to make it, which I quite like that because it gives me more scope. It gives me mm. more room, but well done. Um, The second Pokemon is Gorgeist. Of course. Entry number one, supersized Gorgeist aren't picky. They will force, forcefully drag anywhere, anyone off to the afterlife. Okay. Entry number two, large Gorgeist put on the guise of adults, taking the hands of children to lead them to the afterlife. Its scream is capable of paralyzing people. Once unable to fight back, it will drag its prey to the afterlife. All right, Omega Ruby, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Those are the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire ones. They're always so long. Yeah. All right. But which one's the fake one? Oh, wait, that was two? Sorry, start with that. those two. Sorry, yes. Those were two different ones. Do you want me to okay, read them again? Yeah, can you do those again? Okay. Sorry, I thought so, that was one Pokedex entry. And okay, I was like, sorry. oh, that's why it's an Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire one, because it's just super long. Entry number two. Large Gorgas put on the guise of adults, taking the hands of children to lead them to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And entry number three, its scream is capable of paralyzing people. Once unable to fight back, it will drag its prey to the afterlife. Um, I feel like two is true. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before about them looking like adults. Um... Is between one and three. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards one. Okay. I'm going to say one. Okay. It was number three, I'm afraid. Of course it was! 
Of course it I was, was. like, I'm uh, leaning towards one, which means I should pick three. I should I thought, pick three. I was panicking when I had to reread them because I was like, oh, I've mentioned Afterlife in two Twice, of them. Twice, yeah. Actually, Afterlife's in all three of them. Um, thinking back now, and I didn't realize this, the clue, I guess, was that number one mentions supersized Gorgeist, number two mentioned large Gorgeist, number three does not mention any of the sizes. Oh, I thought it still said large Gorgeist. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, okay. um, so, the final Pokemon is Melotic. I think I'm saying that right. Am I saying that right? Melotic? Sure. I don't know. It's sure. Um, Melotic's beauty is legendary. It is said that the color of its scales change depending on the viewing angle. Entry number Makes two. Sense. While Melotic is said to be the most beautiful Pokemon, trainers who like Feebas and have raised it are seemingly disappointed by Melotic. And entry number three. When people bicker, it is said to arise from the depths of lakes to be calm, violent hearts. Okay, there's no way you wrote that third one. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think that? Because it's very poetic, and I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying that it doesn't feel like you from what I've heard. Um, I'm leaning towards the second one, um, but I also feel like it's straight up a red herring. (laughs) Okay. But I'm going to go for it anyway. So you're going to go with number two. Well, uh-huh. number three, and your comments about me not being poetic, are right, because the, uh, okay. the fake one was number one. Of course. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So you got one out of three right? It's been but, a couple of weeks. But well it's been a couple done, of weeks. Yeah. It's going to take me some time to get back into this. That's it. It's not a matter of if you eventually get all three right. It's a matter of when. When. <laughs> Let's move on to comments and questions. Uh, King Nido is is on it again, but mixing it up. Like you, you do know you can comment on YouTube, but he's decided to send us a Gmail. So we appreciate <laughs> thank it you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's always nice to see that Gmail. It isn't spam. Um, so <laughs> they've <laughs> mentioned uh, game of mechanics. What's a side story mechanic you would like to see in the main games? Uh, similar to things such as the content contests, Titans, something you can do alongside the gym challenge. My initial thought, and only because I was so ready for it in Scarlet and Violet, is Pokemon Racing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had, we go back to Let's Go. We had like riding on top of the Voltorb, riding the Snorlax, riding the Charizard, the Aerodactyl, and stuff like that. I just want to take all that and have them be able to race. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to we had like the downhill racing on in Scarlet and Violet. We had the balloon popping in. Um, Hisui Legends Arc. Yes, there it goes. Yeah. Words are yeah. struggling with me today. Can you tell? It's been a long week. Um, yeah, I think they've got all the pieces in place now to make that a viable option. And I think it could be really fun, both single player and multiplayer. Agreed. I I must say, like, the racing down the hill in Scarlet and Violet was really disappointing. Yeah, it's a bit I lacking, ex- isn't it? I expect to, like, when they said, this is the challenge, I was like, oh, I'm on board with this. And then the mechanics just didn't lend itself yeah. to it, unfortunately. I, funnily enough, was going to say racing as well. But what I would prefer to see rather than land racing, and the only reason I say this is because in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you get to use the Eon Soaring mechanic, yeah. Soaring mechanic. What I would like to see is racing in the sky. So you're mm-hmm. choosing a flying Pokemon, and it's like you get to see the overworld of the map. And it's like, okay, racing from A to point B, 
and there's rings and the rings are at different heights different altitudes and you can speed up and get speed boost by riding gusts of winds and you know there'll be flying pokemon that if you hit them it like bounces you back a little bit and delays mm-hmm. you um I would have. I'd, I'd. I'd love to see some kind of race mechanic in the game. I'd love to see something like that. If you're talking about like a soaring mechanic, did you ever used to play Spyro back in the day? Yes, I did. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know the flying levels for those yes. where you've yeah. got a bunch of different missions all within this one level. So you go and you beat a bunch of targets, or you fly through a bunch of rings, yeah. or you do something else, and that's all contained within one little contest. That would be quite fun, actually. I could. I'd, I could see that being a really easy addition. Yeah, I'd I'd enjoy that. It's it's hard to think if there's anything else potentially off the top of my head because like a lot of game I'm trying to think a lot of games have like similar mechanics. So one of the mechanics that most games have nowadays is some kind of collectible like others, you know, 100 mm-hmm. feathers, 100 orbs, 100 pigeons, like whatever it might be on the map. And we, we had, did have that in Scarlet and Violet and I did quite like the way that that was implemented in terms of well there's a story reason of you you're taking out the spikes to get in to mm-hmm. these these four legendary pokemon i quite like that so i'm trying to think off the top of my head like is there anything else that we're missing that we haven't already had we've kind of had a far, farm simulator in the in the past with the um archipelago was it i think we could put the beans in is it Sun and Moon? Maybe X and Y? One of them. So we've had that before. No, it's like hidden away. You don't even need to access it for the main okay. game. Um, uh, I know X and Y, you could like plant berries and stuff like that. Yeah, that was one of them as well. It might have been X and Y. I can't remember. Anyway, one I of them. I, I I'd, I'd like a proper like town builder where, yeah. similar to what we had in Legends Arceus, but more in depth, where mm-hmm. you're, you it gets to impact the town and improve it as you go on. I think that would really nice it's like because yeah there's a load of mechanics of things that i was thinking oh like some kind of like looking after your pokemon mechanic we've had that in a few games we've had the picnic side of things we've had that um we've had photo mechanics in either pokemon snap or in uh sun and moon you could take photos wasn't it um even scarlet and violet you can take photos and things like that as well good point yeah i think for i like a lot of the mechanics we have i just want them to be more in depth yeah yeah and, and more I, impactful as well that's that's the one thing i always find with like the contests and things like that is they don't mean anything you and, don't get a lot out of them other than the fun of doing them yeah and i can understand because not making them story related yeah because that, that. Would, that would just annoy people of oh i just want to play the game and you're forcing me to do a contest which i have no interest in which mm-hmm. is a shame because like I, it, when I played Pokemon Sapphire as a kid, I played the hell out of those those um, contests that you could do, and like making sure that when I was building a Pokemon with a move set to beat the the game, yeah. I was making sure that when you flipped it, it was like one was beauty, one was cool, one was so I had like the right Pokemon set up and the right move set up. I, I guess like for me, it's almost like like don't be afraid to bring some of them back and like. Yeah. Maybe me. I'm okay with you going. Okay, we did contests in Gen Gen six. It's now Gen seven. We're gonna give it a rest. But Gen eight, yeah, we'll bring them back and like like do that and just keep. It's like secret bases. Secret bases in Scarlet and Violet would have been amazing. Like your friends are in there. Yeah. You're in the you're in the Union Circle, and 
let's go back to the base and, and hang out for a little bit and just do things like that. Like, would have been so, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe if you go in there and you trade Pokemon, you get a bonus that you don't get while you're out in the world. I don't know. Like, there are, there are things that I would like to see implemented. Yeah. And you know, you know what, actually, um, I, what I would like to see make a return is side quests. Side quests is in. always going to be top of my list. Legends uh, Arceus. Weirdly enough, Pokestar Studios. One that not a lot of people okay. have played, but there's I, such yeah. there's such really cool stuff hidden away in there. Okay. That, you know, most people don't get to see Mecha Tyranitar or the UFO. <laughs> you know, you, just don't, don't, know what you're you about, don't realize yeah. that these are fights that you get to take part in. Right. I'd love some aspect of that to come back where it's just like these weird offshoot Pokemon. Like, you. Yeah. Yeah, even if you... So we talked about, like, a battle simulator before mm-hmm. um, where you could, like, generate Pokemon and things like that. I would love it if there was this idea of, you know, we've created this area where we're simulating all possible outcomes um, for our champion, who we support. And, you know, my weirdly enough, my brain goes to Beyblade that did this because <laughs> they did right. like, the, the, the cyber bit beasts and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter. The point is that they go and... It's a case of like, these are our all-stars and we're putting all of our money and all of our technology into making them the best that they can possibly be. This is the champion that we're supporting for this region. So we're pumping everything into them and we've developed this uh, simulation so that they can fight every one of their opponents and it copies all of their battle strategies perfectly. So the idea is that you can use it to fight whoever you want, but it's also got uh, all the notes from all the legendaries in there so you can go in there you can fight all the legendary pokemon but it's also got the random notes from like pokestar studios and it's like mm-hmm. well here's all this like it's not a real pokemon but you want to fight mecha tyrannosaur sure let's go fight mecha tyrannosaur yeah I'd, I'd like that something a little bit different mix it up if you're gonna yeah uh, yeah the, the, it's so weird because like as i've gotten older i found myself enjoying a lot of the side content a lot more and it's just a shame that, you know, in the past, didn't really appreciate them or, you know, enjoy them, use them as much as I could. And I would like to see them. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's a shame, really, because, like, this question feels like, like, when I, before the podcast, and I was reading the question, I was like, oh, I've got loads to talk about. And then I've got any. I'm like, there's quite a lot they have done, but they but don't. Because it's Pokemon, they drop as much as they add. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you think of an idea and you go, Oh, that'd be me Oh no, they did that. <laughs> it's like it it's it's difficult. I mean, if people have like want to send in their emails or, you know, on YouTube, Twitter, whatever it might be, and let us know your thoughts. Let us know because we'd love to discuss them. Um, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. And that's the show for this week. If you've gone this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya!